Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, I want to wish everybody a happy new year. We are officially in 2013, and uh, I didn't broadcast around the holidays, so we obviously made it through the Mayan end of the world prediction as well, too. Not that I had even the slightest bit of concern about that, I'll be honest. Uh, anyway, but I did have a number of clients and, and a few people that were a little nervous about it, but uh, I, I just have been, I'm, I'm 48, I've been through enough predictions in the end of the world to know that it ain't happening. Anyway, so uh, again, Happy New Year. Uh, if it's the first time tuning into Snake Oil Radio, again, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional Navigational consultant, I work with uh, numerology and astrology, tarot, animal cards, runestones, a number of other different types of oracles. Uh, I'm also a published author. I've got two published books, uh, Snake Oil Volume 1, which is a collection of my monthly blog column uh, that uh, some of you probably already receive, and uh, and then also uh, Dirty Little Secrets, which is a book I wrote back in 2003. Both of those are available on Amazon. And uh, also you can contact me to get a copy and get a signed copy if you like as well. Any information about uh, services that I do, go to uh, jimventura.com or email me at venturasag, uh, V-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at yahoo.com and you can inquire about uh, any uh, sessions or information about classes and books and all the other good stuff that I got going. Um, Anyway, so sessions, by the way, can be done in person here in my home office or, or by phone, of course, if you're living out of area. That's not a problem. So uh, anyway, uh, this is our first of the month uh, live column read. I've been doing snake oil for a number of years, since 2003. So we're pushing on uh, almost 10 years now in, in October. So we'll have to do a celebratory show for that as well. Uh, so I'm going to do a live column read of this month's column in just a couple of minutes here, and then we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I will uh, open the phone lines up today, but not until a bit later on. I want to talk about a few things. Uh, this is our first of the month show. So, of course, we primarily focus this on column as opposed to uh, many readings uh, that I do in other shows. But uh, I will open the phones up uh, probably the last 10 or 15 minutes of our show Maybe get one or two phone calls in. Uh, and uh, But uh, next week's show, I'm actually going to do a show that's purely devoted to uh, to uh, answering questions and doing quick little mini-readings. Uh, always going to keep those short. Uh, if you do have a comment or anything, you can certainly say something in our chat room today. But again, check out next week's show if you're, if you're looking more for a, a mini-session. Okay, so uh, let me mention one other thing. I'm going to get right to the column read. It is January, of course, so typically a lot of people kind of like their New Year readings. Uh, they kind of want to get some look at the uh, upcoming themes of the year. Uh, I do this every year for myself and for friends and as well as clients. Uh, it's kind of fun. A lot of times we'll, in a session I'll, I'll pull in uh, a tarot archetype to see what that the theme is for the year, as well as a runestone, uh, a druid animal totem, Egyptian cartouche, and a Lakota, a Lakota Indian card. So some really good kind of fun when you can kind of get an overall feel for the year. Uh, I've done a few sessions already so far this year, and, and the, the Druid animal totem that keeps popping up is the salmon. 
So maybe I'll talk a little bit about that later on if we have some time in today's show. Since so many people seem to be getting uh, salmon this year uh, as, as the animal totem. Uh, so always kind of interesting to look at the patterns that surface. Uh, for anyone catching the show today, this is kind of a one-shot deal. Uh, if you're getting my newsletter, you'll see that I have a $15 off promotion for sessions uh, in person or by phone. Uh, anyone caught the show today, as I mentioned, I listen to the show, and they book in January. Uh, we'll bump that 15 to uh, 25 off a session. So I don't usually drop prices that heavily, but want to do a gift back. So let's see who actually caught my show and listen to it, <laughs> live or in archive. I, I get a lot of archive listens, more so than even necessarily live listens because of the time of show that I tend to, time of day that I tend to run the show. So anyway, i uh, got a couple of shows coming up this month as well. Um, January has five Thursdays in it, so we're going to uh, probably get four shows in this month. I'll probably take one Thursday off. I wasn't around much in December. The whole holiday thing, of course, messed up everything. I'll talk a little bit about that as well after we finish the live column read. So I'm going to go to this month's current snake oil, uh, and it is called Family Can't Live With Them, Can't Strangle Them. There were some noticeably turbulent astrological triggers in mid-November of 2012. Aside from a difficult Mercury retrograde in Scorpio, an eclipse acted like an added power surge to boost whatever issues were already surfacing. Halfway through the retrograde, and the day after the eclipse, I climbed into my car after a fun night out, and it wouldn't start. I never really had any problems with my Prius in the three years I've owned it. I bought a 2001 used model. But my first fearful thought was, what if my battery is dead? While a Prius battery can actually last the entire lifetime of, a, of the car, if it does fail, replacing one runs about $2,500. I was just about to call a tow truck when I gave, in, gave it one last shot, and it started. The power steering was out, and the control panel was a mess, but it was possible for me to drive it. I uncomfortably drove the car home and left it at the repair shop I've used for many, many years. I did not sleep well because I was worried about what was potentially wrong with the car and what it might cost. The next morning, I got a call from the repair shop. After they did the diagnostic, they told me it was not the primary battery, but the secondary battery that controls the power steering that needed replacing. His estimate to repair my car would be $2,050 after ordering the part from Toyota. I was devastated. Like many people in 2012, I did not exactly have a spare $2,000 lying around. Even if I had the money, I was not even sure if I should put it into a 12-year-old car with 130,000 miles on it. I still had eight months left of car payments before it would be paid off. I struggled with what I should do for an hour or so. Then I made an uncomfortable call to my mother back east and told her of my plight. She quickly told me she would lend me the money... Fortunately, when my dad passed three years ago, he left my mom in a comfortable place financially and would send a check right out. I told her I would prefer that she wait on doing that. I wasn't sure if it was worth fixing, and I needed to meditate on whether this was the right move for me. To add more debt, when I still owed my mother from a similar financial punch, I ran a 
to six years ago with an air conditioning unit. It was a miserable day with worrisome thoughts that ran through my mind about the possibility that I would not have a car for months. How would I get to the gym? How to be able to go food shopping? How would I live without a car at all in Arizona? I felt like crap. I finally took a needed nap after a rough night's sleep the day before. I woke up to a magical message on my answering machine from my oldest brother, who had recently moved closer to my mother in the Carolinas. Yo, Jim, this is your brother. You need to stop borrowing money all the time from mom every time you have a problem. You're bleeding or dry. Me and the rest of your siblings are getting sick and tired of you draining away our inheritance money. You need to stop running off to Vegas all the time. You need to get a full-time, a real full-time job. you got to stop manipulating mom. You say you owe her a little bit of money still, but I think you really owe her a lot more than you're saying. Everyone's getting tired of your bullshit. There were a few other nasty comments, but this was the gist of my big brother's helpful call. My dark day turned even darker. I was both upset and furious at the same time. Who the hell did my brother think he was talking to? I knew he'd bullied many of my siblings at different times in our lives, but he never actually attempted to bully me. Purely from a physical level, a physical level I'm 40 pounds bigger and more muscular than he is. The testosterone-driven male part of me wanted to take his teeth out. He was fortunate at the time that he was 2,000 miles away. I haven't had a male speak to me in such a disrespectful way in over 20 years. More importantly, it was mom's money. How dare he decide how she should or shouldn't spend it? There was, hopefully, a good chance my mother would be alive for another 5 to 20 years. What kind of person feels they have a right to direct and decide what our mother should do with her money and claim that it is part of his inheritance? For all we knew, she might decide to give it away to Catholic Charities or the Animal Welfare League, things that are important to her. And that would be her right. I had already paid off most of the money owed my mother over the years with monthly checks. The only reason my debt uh, wasn't completely paid off was because, like many people in the last few years, Economic conditions had made things tight, and I knew she was okay if it took a bit longer than expected. There were so many things wrong with his coercive logic and his message that every time I thought about it, my head began to spin with anger. He was both insensitive and completely out of line. I emailed or called a few of my other siblings and explained what was going on. They were sympathetic. They had all had their battles with my brother in the past. Many of the battles were far worse than my recent experience. My mother was also furious when she found out about my brother's call to me. She admitted she should never have told him in the first place. The issue with my car and brother were at a time when a lot of personal planets, Venus, the Moon, Mercury, and also Saturn, were in Scorpio. Typically, astrology like this will trigger the part of us that has the ability to manipulate or heal and influence in a positive way others, or bring up where we are manipulated. Through all of my internal discord, the message from my oracle readings and my intuitive prompts from my higher self would have taken no action. Damned, annoying, enlightened part of me was ruining my desire to crush my stupid brother and expose him for the loser he really was. I learned many years ago about the karmic repercussions of acting on anger and knew it was wrong to do so. Still, I had some really creatively cruel fantasies about various ways to make my brother pay for his big mouth comments. 
it helps release some of my anger. In addition to my intuition telling me not to take action and that somehow the car situation would be resolved less expensively than I thought, a close, pragmatic, persuasive friend of mine suggested I let her mechanic look at my car. She had raved about him for many years, and I finally listened to her advice. She said he was honest and very reasonable about what he charged, and the very least he would tell me if I should even pay to fix it at all. I listened to her suggestion, and it took another week for me to get the car to him, so I was out tra- without transportation for about 10 days. My friends, thankfully, all helped out with getting me around. It wasn't easy, yet I became progressively calmer and more peaceful after a few days and surrendered the situation to spirit. The day before my birthday, a few days after I dropped off the car, I got a call from my friend's mechanic. He was not only able to get the part much cheaper than my auto body shop quoted, but he'd also be able to plug my radiator leak uh, that I was told would cost me another $350 by the last place, in addition to the $2,050 for the power steering issue. My friend's mechanic did both jobs and charged me a total of $201. In addition, he also told me that it was a really sound car and I would probably get another two to six years out of it. The astronomical discount was awesome, but the peace of mind I felt knowing I had a good car was truly priceless. My brother shocked me with a call the day after I picked up the car. He apologized for stepping over the line in his previous message and called to wish me a happy birthday and apologize. We had a good talk. He admitted that he was struggling financially after his move. He felt it was not fair for Mom to be giving more to one of her children than the others. Still, he realized he had gone too far. While he was clinging to his stubborn perspective about this being an issue of unfair treatment, I did often get a slightly better treatment from my mother when I was a kid. Being the baby boy who had the ear and voice of a counselor made Mom understandably a little bit extra fond of me. But my brother was genuinely sorry. This was groundbreaking for him. I don't think my brother has ever apologized for anything in his life. For me, it was truly an amazing birthday gift. I forgave him, and it felt good to be done with those feelings. I'm not one to hold grudges for long. Stubborn, long-standing resentment is not a worthy place for any of our energy to be held up. Who needs that kind of anger floating around in our bodies and our psyche? This is the type of stuff that contributes to the creation of illness. I could transform this into something positive. I had. As usual, there was purpose to this family explosion. I had a little bit of fear about whether my car would last much longer, since I wasn't in a place yet to buy another one if it didn't. Worry is a form of negative prayer that can bring the things that we're afraid of to us. I had a bit of shame and discomfort about whether I leaned on mom too often in the past. My brother, in his clumsy, obnoxious way, brought these fears to surface for me. I still had a few self-deprecating beliefs and fears of inadequacy, and they were blocking my ability to create prosperity for myself. Awareness of limiting beliefs is the first step in being able to release them. It also brought a dark family issue to surface. While we are a fairly close, loving family, we often are way too judgmental and frequently talk about what everyone in the family is rightly choosing or not choosing to do. I've been guilty of this type of gossip as well. It was time to let go of the too frequent nasty comments that were often part of our interactions. 
As children, we learned this bad behavior on the part of my mother, and surprisingly, even she was realizing this was not a good thing. I think some of the more enlightened members of my family will begin to let go of this ugly pattern as well. So there was potential good that came out of this negative experience. My brief period of darkness was a difficult ride, but it led to a period of noticeably good things. I pushed myself to start doing the instructional videos I was procrastinating about getting done. And the car problem refocused my need and ability to create backup funds for emergencies. I let go of the bad relationship I had with credit cards a few years ago. I no longer wanted mom to be my backup credit card. The interest-free loans were nice, but the cost in the long run was not worth the benefits. We often want to avoid and run from the painful and challenging experiences that surface from time to time in life. Sometimes we get blinded and outraged, and this can cause us to lose sight of our real power. It may even lead us to create new negative karma to resolve. We can stubbornly keep rehashing our anger over how someone treated us so badly. Yet, this can distract us from solving the issues that surface when difficult, even obnoxious people trigger buried issues. Often, it is the moments of greatest darkness that allow us to recognize the true creative power to the self. If we're willing to listen to the wise voice of our intuition and not get seduced into letting fear and, and anger fuel reactive responses, we can heal our deepest wounds and have an opportunity to permanently move out of the dark places within us into a more peaceful, present, and joy-filled future. Okay, so thank you uh, for listening. I know this is a long, this is a long column. Uh, I, I, you know, it's funny as a writer, um, I, I run into this issue from time to time, where uh, you know some of the columns they get kind of long. Uh, but you know, when you when you have such a you know a complex situation and so many sides to express, so, you know, shortening it can be, you know, kind of a, you know, a little bit of a negative because I'm, you know, again, then I'm inevitably leaving a lot of information out that I think is significant. So I, I you know, some of my columns, anyone who knows me, knows my Christmas column was all of probably three paragraphs. This one is, is you know, probably more like, more like 12. So uh, some of them are really short. Some of them are long. This was definitely a longer one. But hopefully if you were able to listen through it or, or had originally had read through it, um, you'll see that th this was really kind of a cool experience to go through because it really ended up turning out extremely well, um, without question. But I, I got to tell you, I, I hope I was able to convey that in the in the writing piece at how angry I was. Uh, man, that was a bad day when I when I got that that information about my car. I mean, I hadn't slept the night before. I was just worried sick. Like, you know, how could this be happening? You know, did I make a mistake and buy this car and it's not going to last and I still have to pay it off and what am I going to do? And, you know, and then to add insult to injury, here's the brother call. And then, by the way, if you caught that little passage, that is the way my brother talks. He he just moved to the Carolinas from New York, so he talks like that. I probably still got a certain New York accent, too, even though I've been in Phoenix for 20 years. But I get this nasty call from my brother. Oh, God, my head almost exploded. And then my mother calling back and saying, don't listen to your brother. You know, it's none of his business. And what are you telling him anything in the first place? But uh, but the funny thing is, again, we have these two great resolutions. One, listen to the friend, another road ahead, different car mechanic. 
a huge difference between what would have been $2,400 and what I ended up paying $200 for. What I mentioned in the piece was I paid $170 just for the diagnostic from the other place. They charged me 170 bucks to diagnose the car and then wanted to charge two grand more to fix it. So uh, I really got away. Whew. I mean, talk about gifties. I mean, again, the best part I had said was that, you know, they were like, this is a great car. I don't know what, the, what these guys were talking about. They told me that the other place I might even want to fix it. So I got a tremendous gift that came out of that. Um, also, you know, the other gift was I, I did. I was able to curb that part of me that wanted to oh, strangle my brother, and it was not an easy curb. I say this to any of my listeners who've got family members. You know, sometimes family can just bring up some of the worst stuff, you know, like at the worst possible timing. And uh, But I did. I listened to my intuition. My oracles were very clear. I pulled rune stones and various things, and they all said, take no action, be submissive and retreat. And I did, and lo and behold, big breakthrough for my brother. Really big. I'm very proud of him. Uh, you know, as much as an idiot as my brother is, uh, I love all of my siblings, and... Uh, my brother can be a real bully and, and a bit of a know-it-all, but uh, by the same token, he is, uh, you know, this is a man who in his uh, 20s and even his early 30s had real issues with drugs and alcohol, and he addressed all of those things and has been clean and sober completely for like 15 years now. So uh, he's, you know, he's done his own inner work in that sense, and I know in his own way he thought he was protecting mom and all the other jazz that was going on in his psyche, but again, most of it was about the reality, of course, was, and I always, I'm constantly talking to the clients about this. What people say to us is really, in essence, often what they're saying to themselves. So my brother had long-standing issues about feeling like I got special treatment from my mother, uh, and it's not fair, and he was struggling because he hasn't found a good job yet, and that was really bumming him out, and he had told me he had to take money out of his IRA just to survive, and I had a laugh when he told me that, too, when I talked to him. I was like, dude... I've got clients and friends and, you know, people in, in 2011, 2012, 2010 who went through their entire IRAs, their entire savings. They lost their homes. They, you know, have met, they've been out of work for two years. I mean, give me a break that he took a 1000 out of his, you know, $90,000 IRA. Woo, what pain. But uh, he's just not used to going through that. You know, so a lot of it was his own projection. And, and again, he... he he, he's not wrong in the sense that I am very, very manipulative of my mother. I always have been, but I've never really done anything hurtful, even with the b borrowing the money. I always pay her back, inevitably. Just kind of an easier loan to pay back. And uh, But he did bring that up. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I, he, he's right in that sense. It's just he had no right to say it. But I, I don't need that anymore. That's, you know what I mean? I'm in my 40s. This is uh, leaning on mom stuff. Is uh, it's, it's just not worth it because it sounds like it's free, but it's not free. It, you know, the shit talking that can go on in a family, all of it's just not worth it. And I have the ability to create uh, success for myself. And I have. I've actually been, a business has been really good the last couple of weeks, of course. Things have going well. In fact, I did a YouTube video that I'll mention. Uh, go to YouTube and look up Jim Ventura. Uh, you, you can find that on Facebook, too, if you're a Facebook friend or if you get my column uh, then you'll you'll be able to check out my YouTube video. Very proud of that. Did a very fun YouTube video. It's about the tarot, and uh, of course it's a bit tongue in cheek, very typical of my style. But I think you'll get a real kick out of it if you haven't already caught it. Uh, it's called the Mysteries of the Tarot, Jim Ventura. 
So uh, be prepared for a lot of humor and then a lot of good information to follow. Uh, anyway, want to welcome everybody who's been jumping into the chat room today and uh, all the listeners who are catching the show live. Uh, it was a long column read, but hopefully it was a good one. Brought up a lot of issues and themes that I think are important to discuss. I'm going to keep discussing that for the rest of the show. I'll open up the phone lines in about five or ten minutes for the last 15 minutes of the show. Uh, if anybody's got any calls, uh, they want to comment. Um, you know, I had a lot of people, of course, uh, when I wrote the column, you know, uh, say they'd gone through similar things with their own families at different points. A uh, few few letters from from clients and and some of my uh, some of my uh, uh, subscribers to my column and, and some of their situations were even far worse. I mean, again, mine kind of uh, resolved pretty nicely. So I think for a lot of people, certainly the holidays are are pretty key for triggering a lot of stuff uh, that can come up around family, a lot of hidden resentments, a lot of secret darker issues that may still be there. Uh, the astrology at the time that this all, of course, was happening, I had mentioned in the piece, was a lot of uh, Scorpionic stuff going on. A lot of planets were in Scorpio. Um, what that can do, of course, on the positive, is it can really direct and focus your energy in terms of what you're willing to accomplish uh, and you're able to. Scorpios have tremendous reserves of power available to them. Um, we all have Scorpio somewhere in your astrology chart, by the way. You know, if you're not a Scorpio, you got Scorpio somewhere. I'm not a Scorpio, but I have Venus and Neptune and Scorpio in my chart. And there were some definite triggers that were were happening uh, at that time. I had a, a conjunction of Saturn to Venus, uh, which is definitely you know bringing up issues of where you're indulgent in some respects. Uh, Saturn can act as a little bit of a heavy influence. But what the Scorpio energy does is when you've got a lot going on, especially with a Mercury retrograde in Scorpio, with eclipse in Scorpio, it brought up a lot of surfacing issues about where you are uh, both manipulator and manipulated. And if you're Scorpio, don't get insulted. You know, sometimes people hear that word and they go, ah, how could you call me a manipulator? Okay, if you're Scorpio, guys, you know you're manipulative. So don't be silly. <laughs> it's sort of like saying that Leos aren't cocky. Although Virgos aren't kind of nitpicking, <laughs> or that you know what I mean, or that Gemini's aren't you know uh, uh, know-it-alls of knowledge. I mean, come on, you you, get, you could be you know we can get silly about uh, defending postures that don't need to be defended, but it's the word manipulation that throws people, because you know you can be manipulative by being tremendously sensitive, you could be manipulative by being beautiful. You can be manipulative by being talented, having an amazing voice. I mean, there's all kinds of positive behind manipulation. You know, you go to a chiropractor and they fix your back when you've had a car accident or an issue. You don't leave the chiropractor's office saying, I hate her, she manipulated me. It's good manipulation, guys, so don't, uh, don't, don't always see that word as a negative. But on the negative side, and this is what kind of came up with the retrograde and with the eclipses, it, bring, it brought up you know, the darker side of Scorpio, which is to control that animal side of us the part of us that can, you know, plot and plan revenge or feel uh, jealous or possessive or controlling. Um, you know, that's, that's within that structure of Scorpio. Also, the eighth house in astrology is another example of that. Scorpionic type of vibration and energy. We've all got that somewhere within us. And if it isn't that we're, you know, we, that we're, we can potentially... Um, uh, 
manipulate other people. It's also areas where we might be manipulated, where we let people control us and push our buttons. But the darker side of Scorpio brings up that part of us, that, 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 that animal side. And, and I had said this even in the piece, you know, with really, truly, I had some really creative fantasies about what I was going to do to my brother. Um, you know, I mean, I was going to, I was a part of that wanted to turn the whole family against him. You know, I mean, I just had, woo, a couple of doozies. I learned a long time ago, you know, it's always funny because having been raised Catholic, I was taught that if you think a bad thought, you've committed it. Eh, baloney. No, no, completely, completely baloney, guys. No, not at all. Not every negative thought takes as a physical manifestation. Sometimes releasing a negative thought in that way is actually healthy. You know, a, a bad fantasy can break uh, a lot of, of negativity. Uh, you know, I mean, in the very same way, if, you, if you're married and you love your spouse or your partner or relationship and you see someone attractive and hot and you think about it, you haven't committed a crime, guys and girls. You know, you just contemplated something that's perfectly human. Uh, that's kind of one of the part of our wiring that we're able to do. It's different between thought and actions. So fortunately, I didn't act on any of my evil thoughts. And <laughs> it made me think back to when I was younger. And I was uh, definitely, I used to be called a manipulator by people because I had a charm that I uh, was able to uh, use with people, and I also was a little bit of a manipulator. I, my joke is I was a bit of a bad boy when I was younger, probably not by any means on the extreme side, definitely not. But uh, I did a few, I was a little manipulative with my mouth and other things that I did. And, yeah, I remember when I was younger, if somebody really pissed me off, like one of my friends, I would get my other friends to hate them. You know, I would get them, it's almost like I would exile them for a while horrible so uh i i know that part of me <laughs> still exists but believe me that is a long long uh healthy uh, very healthily buried part i just don't do that anymore i know what the repercussions of karma are i try to channel my energy toward productivity in a good way but those fantasies that i had about strangling my brother so to speak uh, they, they they healed me in some ways i didn't do it but uh, i thought about it and then i released it and after a couple of days, I was good. I just didn't even think about it anymore. And, and you know, I had someone recently, because this all happened, you know, a month and a half ago, someone asked me about how I feel about my brother now, and I said, I have not one shred of discomfort or anger. I mean, why would I? He apologized. You know, to me, that's really all you can ask for from uh, anybody is that they apologize. You know, and it's and it's honest. I mean, you know, people make mistakes. Not a, much of a grudge holder. Never have been. And I highly recommend people let go of that. Because really, again, think about this, guys. We don't really get that mad unless there's some kernel of truth, even at the most microscopic level, about what somebody's saying to us. You know, I, I was mad at my brother's bad behavior and, and my mother's bad behavior and all of these other things. But he was, you know, 10% of what he was saying was valid. He just had no right to say it, and he said it very poorly. And, you know, had he been a good big brother, it would have been more like him saying, Jam, listen, we need to talk. You know, I know you're struggling, but maybe is you know, borrowing money from mom is in the long run. Is this really the best thing for you, for your self-esteem? For your... My brother would have no ability to even communicate at that level by the way but anyways of course that's what i mean he did it in a foot foot and mouth dumb kind of a way but 
My reaction, of course, again, was I did. I, I was uncomfortable about it. It kind of brought that to surface. And, uh, again, very positive things came out of it. So that's one of the things I'm always kind of telling people that I think is very significant. You know, we, as, as human beings, if you go through a difficult situation, it's pretty cut and dry. Most of the time, if you, have, if you, if you struggle and you have difficulty, it will inevitably be followed with a more peaceful, more harmonious period because you'll often figure out what it was that was damming up a block in the energy in the first place. So that's kind of interesting because and people have said to me, well, no, I went through one bad period that followed another bad period and another bad period. Well, when that happens, usually, you know, there's two things to consider. One, again, sometimes conditions um, that you're dealing with that really don't necessarily have anything to do with you are, are kind of messing up the mojo. That's one possibility. More often than not, um, it's that we get caught up in the martyr complex, and we're, we can't believe something happened to us or somebody did this to us. And so we keep thinking about what it was that upset us or the mistreatment. And we keep, you know, it's almost like running a constant tape of resentment and anxiety and fear and worry and, oh, my God. When you do that, unfortunately, you know, again, remember this at all times, thoughts create reality. You almost become kind of like a mag- magnet drawing the very thing that you don't want to you because you keep worrying about it or you keep fearing it. People experience this a lot in relationships. It's like you can have a really bad relationship with someone and then you break up and you just can't forgive them. And by some miracle, you actually get involved in another relationship, which in itself is usually not that easy to do when you're still holding resentment. But then you've drawn the same type of character, the same type of person, the same type of experience to you, just in different body. Because, again, you hadn't released the original uh, anguish, and you hadn't forgiven. And that's, you know, that's always, a, I think, a very key thing to remember, that you know, forgiveness, I've said this on many shows before, I'll say it again, forgiveness is not about releasing someone else from anything they've done that was uh, unfair or mistreatment to you. It's not about saying that it's okay. It's about saying that you're unwilling to carry the toxins and the anguish that is to connect it with the event or toward that person anymore. You're allowed to let them be who they are, even if they're, they're an ass. You know, I, I like to take a little bit of Sagittarian humor around this particular issue, and I always say, really, think of it this way, guys. When you deal with a pain-in-the-ass family member, difficult person, you know, ex-husband, ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, bratty child, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, you deal with people that are difficult. Here's a way of looking at things that could be very, very helpful. Some people have come here in a lifetime to be kind of an idiot, like, that's what they, they've chosen to do. We have many different lifetimes in our karmic experience, and some of our lifetimes we're going to be wonderful human beings. Some of them, that's going to be very debatable. So, I mean, they may have taken on the quote-unquote job of being the antagonist, the difficult person. They don't know they're doing it. They might think that they're right. But, you know, uh, my joke is I always say, imagine that they're punching in, uh, in a punch clock every day, and that's their job, to be annoying, to be terrible, to trigger things in people. You know, some people take that job. So here's a trick. You know, if it's uh, a friend or someone that you're dating and you don't like a person's behavior and they are repeatedly uh, torturing you in one capacity or another, well, leave it. 
And what are you doing there? I mean, you don't have to necessarily stay married to someone that you're unhappy with or someone that's cruel and treats you poorly. You know, you can you can move away from it. And even if it's a family member, you know, there's ways of dealing with family that really don't necessarily mean that you walk hand in hand into the sunset together. You might have family members that you're just not going to get along with. Um, we don't have to be mean to that person. We don't have to get them back. We don't have to you don't necessarily cut them out of our lives, but, you know, you don't have to hang out very much. You know, maybe you have a sibling that you just never got along with and you're never going to get along with, and no matter what you've tried to do, you can't solve it. Maybe it's just you knock it down to a birthday card and a Christmas card once a year, and you don't spend very much time with them. And But you still love them, but you're at peace about it, and realize that you just weren't meant to get along in this life. Uh, and these, these situations do happen. And again, I know a lot of my listeners, you guys, you're just coming out of the holidays, so hopefully you had some wonderful holiday experiences. But I'm sure a lot of you, you know, had a, maybe a little stress and a little drama along the way. <laughs> holidays tend to do that. Okay, I didn't realize how much, how quickly the time is passing here. Let me throw the call in number. I might be able to take one call. Uh, call in number is 646 uh, If you have a comment about what we're talking about today, feel free to. Chime in for a couple of minutes. Uh, I can even do one quick little New Year's poll for someone. Um, I need to dial a one before that again at 646-200-3966 if anybody wants to call in live. we got a couple more minutes for that. Um, anyway, so we got a brand new year ahead. Uh, it is 2013, and, you know, I know it's that time when uh, everybody wants to make their uh, New Year's resolutions. Um I have a couple of suggestions I think that would, would be helpful. Uh, I know uh, for me, I eat like such a slob um, around the holidays. Uh, I, I definitely let myself indulge. Um, tourist rising, the negative pull of tourists is indulgence, and uh, I kind of go with the flow around the holidays. In fact, I think I ate like some kind of sugar-sweet thing just like pretty much every day for the last three weeks. So those the good news that I run across in the beginning of the year is I don't have to really necessarily make any resolutions about dieting or eating better. It's almost like it's it's natural that I just am disgusted and I don't even want to eat, you know, all these thick heavy foods and all these sugars. So that's actually pretty easy. Uh that's one of the things I think that indulgence can do. I, I think that's one of the reasons why I probably have never been much of an addict either, because whenever I do something too much, after a while I just kinda get sick of it. Like, it just becomes too much, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think that that's maybe a helpful uh, commodity. But uh, I do have some resolutions uh, for the coming year and uh, a couple to suggest for you guys. I want to mention also that we're moving into, um, I believe it's the year of the rabbit in Chinese astrology, although typically that does not start until usually the end of January, I believe. The numerology has also changed somewhat, too. We're moving into six energy in, in terms of a universal year. We're le- we left the five. 2012 was a five-year. Change, movement, activity, turbulence, uh, battle, uh, you know, growth, agitation, uh, fights, little explosions, all that's five energy. So uh, I think you can all see how pretty apropos that was. Uh, the uh, end of the year even ended with a very, very sad bang uh, with the tragedy that happened with the uh, shooting of the school children. Uh, maybe I'll talk about that completely in another show, very traumatizing. But even um, what I'd suggested to a lot of people who really felt a lot of pain around that event, and understandably so, 
I think it's a good way to really also push us to to focus on on what we can do in this world that's positive and good because God knows we can use more of that than the negatives that uh, have surfaced, especially in that that push and change of a five-year. But we're going into a six-year, so six energy is about, uh, you know, it's about service and harmony and peace and uh, home and family and uh, responsibility and uh, caretaking. Um, So very different kind of vibration, and I think you probably can feel it. Uh, I certainly know that I can. Um, There's definitely a different kind of feel to it. You know, your personal year in numerology is for a little bit more significant than the uh, the universal year. But I always think that the two do kind of combine together. I'm in a nine personal year, and then I've got a uh, you know the the six energy that I'm moving into the, uh, with the rest of you guys too. So interesting uh, combination in that context. Uh, if you never had your numerology done, you know that's one of the things that I do also. It could be really really cool to get your number chart done. So my suggestion for a couple of good New Year's resolutions is I think it's a good year to be uh, really conscious of of what our words and our thoughts are that we're putting out into the world, uh, to be a little bit more you know positive about what we say. Uh, I know the issue that I talked about in my column really brought up a lot about uh, you know this this thing that I notice in my family about this kind of back talk and backstabbing that, that kind of goes on, even though we love each other. And uh, I really really was aware of that, too, that I have done that as well. I've sometimes bad-mouthed my friends. Uh, you know, some, a lot of times I just do it humorously. But uh, sometimes, there's a, the, you know, you've got to be careful about the, that toxicness of what we're saying. Um, and, and, you know, we don't really necessarily need to add more yuckiness into the atmosphere. We can be a little positive about that. So I think that that's a good resolution to be impeccable with our word. Kind of goes back to the wonderful four agreements. Um, so that would be one thing. You know, another suggestion and challenge I would have for my listeners is, you know, be really willing to be who you are. Be yourself this year. You know, I have a very good friend of mine who does readings as well. She's uh, she reads tarot and she uh, reads angel cards and. You know, she's um, she's a friend of mine on Facebook, and she's got some great posts. But you can tell she's very careful about what she says on Facebook because I'd asked her about that, and she said, well, a lot of my friends are religious, and they don't really know that I am a reader, that this is one of the things that I do for a living. Well, in the next breath, she tells me that she's having trouble making ends meet, and she has to find part, uh, part-time or even full-time work to supplement her income as a tarot reader and as a you know, a psychic, and I thought uh, maybe it's because you're in the closet about what you do, and you're worried that your family or friends may not necessarily like it. You know, and, and again, not making a judgment about that decision, but um, you know, if people don't like what you do, tough. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think everything needs to be discussed with everybody, but I think she certainly has, should be no shame in in the work that she does. She's awesome at what she does, and she's a great person, and. You know, if some of our more religious people aren't comfortable with it, well, go jump on a lake, guys. So that would be my challenge to my listeners. Be more of who you are. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're antagonistic or mean in any way. It just means that you, you realize that you are perfect the way that you are. You know, you can always improve. We all can. But that your your talents, your abilities, your inclinations, your dispositions, they're there for a reason. You know, you know God doesn't make mistakes. You are supposed to be what you are. Okay. 
I could throw a few more in, but it looks like we're running out of time here. Uh, so I'm going to end the show and uh, mention again, I've got that space special running. Uh, if you want to do a New Year's read and get a look at your tarot archetypes and overall theme of the year with runes, animal card, you know, Egyptian cartouche, Lakota Indian card, if you if you email me at venturasage at yahoo.com and uh, mention that you heard the show, we'll take uh, 25 off. I normally take 15 off this time of year for people to get my column, but if you mention that you saw heard my show, you get your session for 25 bucks off, guys, so uh, phone or in person. Uh, that's just available till the end of uh, January of this year. I'll be back again next week. Uh, if you want some more information about any of the work that I do, please feel free to go to my website at jimventura.com or to uh, just email me again at venturasagiyahoo.com to get my monthly newsletter so you can get take advantage of the good info as well as any specials and promotions that I'm running. And mention this one more time too, just did the YouTube video. So go to YouTube, look up Jim Ventura. Uh, again, you can find me on Facebook or, or get to my column and get the link there, too. But uh, even if you don't want to do that, just go to YouTube, look up Jim Ventura, The Mysteries of the Turo, and check out my first YouTube video. I think you'll laugh your ass off, and uh, it's, it's a good video. All right, I'm wishing everybody a happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in today, uh, also all of my archive listeners, and I'll be back again next week, and we'll be able to take lots of calls next week, and uh, we'll uh, catch you then. Cheers.